nothing like a touchdown. This felt like an easy six. Defense is retreating quick. No, I got that cannon on me and receivers on a whim. Welcome, pressure was a bliss. Not afraid to take the risk. Swear to God, I hate to lose but winning. What's up? What's up? What's up? Thank you all for tuning in to another episode of Drop Balls Podcast, your favorite podcast, this favorite sports podcast. Yes, you heard me right. I said your favorite podcast is favorite sports podcast. I know it's been a minute. It's been a while since I dropped a Drop Balls Podcast episode. I haven't been in MIA. I haven't been MIA, though. I promise you I have not been MIA. I've still been grinding, still been working. Um, been doing the Indie Intercept podcast with Meg, Justin, Boom, Chip, and Kev. Been doing that on a weekly basis. Um, I've still been writing for Stadium Rant about, you know, all things Colts. I've also been hosting spaces or uh, co-hosting spaces with my with my uh, guy Young Heavy and my guy Mark. The Sports at the Dark crew ran by Ashley Baker. Um, we've been hosting the, the College Football Saturday spaces and also the Fantasy Football spaces as well for Sports at the Dark. We got more stuff coming for y'all for, throughout the rest of the season um, or the rest of the year. And then even even bigger things next year coming. Um, but I haven't been MIA. I just been, you know, working on some other things and haven't really been not that I haven't been focusing on the podcast because I've been wanting to drop a podcast episode. It's just just been busy, man. Just been really busy. But uh it's it's the holidays. So, you know, <laughs> we're a little bit less busy going on right now. You know, it's the holidays. Um, Merry Christmas, happy new year to everybody. Um, you know, happy holidays to everyone, you know, because not everybody celebrates Christmas, right? So happy holidays to everybody. Um, before we get into this podcast, man, before we get into this episode, I do want to do a little housekeeping. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts, please be sure to go down to the ratings and review section and leave your boy a five-star rating as well as leave me a review. Um, we're trying to grow this podcast, man, trying to get this podcast to more ears, more listeners, um, up the charts on at, at, at Apple and everything. So please be sure to share the podcast. Also, if you or share and rate the podcast. Also, if you're listening on um, on Spotify, please do the same. Go down to the rating section and leave your boy a rating on Spotify as well. And no matter where you're listening, no matter what podcast uh, platform you're listening on, Please be sure to share the podcast with your friends, your family, your loved ones, uh, your coworkers, anybody you know that loves sports just as much as you and I do. Please be sure to share the podcast. Um, but let's get into this episode, man. I, I think it's, it's going to be a really good episode. Uh, got a lot to talk about. Uh, your boy's been traveling. Your boy's been going different places, um, seeing different things. Uh, what, October, I was in Arizona. I went to the Jake Paul fight. Also went to the Phoenix Suns and um, Phoenix Suns and Houston Rockets game in October at, around Halloween time. Um, me and my son, we went to the the Seattle Seahawks game when they played the 49ers. Man, that 49ers defense is crazy. I ain't gonna I ain't gonna hold you. It's one thing to see it on TV, but to see that defense live and how they really fly around like live and in person, that is is crazy, dog. Like I, I ain't even gonna <laughs> I'm not even gonna lie to you. That defense is wild. Um, so, you know, I've been, I've been trying to get out to more sporting events. I'm going back to Arizona, uh, for new years, hopefully, you know, getting to the Fiesta bowl, um, and going to go see that game, Michigan versus TCU, you know, playoff football, playoff college football. Um, 
you know, I, I can't wait, man. I'm excited, you know, excited to see these things and to to enjoy some more of these these things and really be out there in the sports world and really seeing these things live, these games live and everything. Hopefully can actually start covering the games and, you know, talking about it more on the podcast and everything. Um, but yeah, you know, and then, you know, it's been a it's been a hell of a season for the Colts, to say the least. And I don't mean a hell of a season in a good way. Uh, you know, going into this season, we had, as Colts fans, we had really high hopes for this team. Um, we thought this team was going to win the AFC South and, you know, we had really high hopes for this team and, you know, and I'm not even going to say just we, like it wasn't only Colts fans, like even people outside of the organization, like that aren't even fans of the team thought like this Colts team, because, because of what happened last year, going nine and eight, I believe going nine and eight last year. Um, and how we missed the playoffs, how we got hot down the stretch. Um, everybody thought going into this year, replacing the quarterback, getting Matt Ryan, we thought Matt Ryan still had some more left. And now this season hasn't all been on Matt Ryan, but he is to blame for how this season has gone as well. Um, you know, the blame also falls on him. But, you know, getting Matt Ryan, people thought like, okay, the Colts were going to be contenders this year. Um, and it looked like we were more pretenders this year than contenders. Uh, we're now 4-9-1. and one. Uh, We have made the switch again at quarterback from Matt Ryan to now Nick Foles, which a lot of people didn't even know Nick Foles was on our roster. Uh, a lot of people didn't – a lot of Colts fans didn't know Nick Foles was on our roster, which is even more embarrassing because as a fan, like how do you not know Nick Foles is on the roster? Um but we have made the switch again from Matt Ryan to Nick Foles. Now, Nick Foles will start the remaining of the season. Uh, and he better not go out there and win any more games. Like, we don't need him to win on, on Monday night football against the Los Angeles Chargers. We don't need him to win the following week against whoever we play. Um, I don't even remember who we played the week after the Chargers. Uh, who is it? Who is it? Who is it? Oh, the New York Giants. Yeah. We don't need him to win against the New York Giants in New York on New Year's. Uh, New Year's Day. We also don't need him to win January 8th against the Houston Texans. Right now, the Colts are in prime position to finally, finally pick our franchise quarterback. Um, you know, it's been a revolving door at quarterback since since Andrew Luck retired at the beginning of the 2019 football season. Um, and so now we're finally in a spot where we can draft our franchise guy. Now, over the past years, we can look back. And we could be like, hey, we could have got a quarterback back then based on how some of these quarterbacks have developed. We could have got a quarterback, you know, way back when at the Andrew Luck retired. But, no, we decided to continue uh, the revolving door at quarterback and going and getting these old – not – I'm not – these old washed-up guys. Um, we saw Phillip Rivers' arm, what, that 2020 season. Carson Wentz isn't, isn't old, but, I mean – and I don't, I'm not going to say he's really washed up. I think everything for him is between between the ears. Like, it's between the the between the between ears. Everything with him is between the ears because the talent is still there. But then you go get Matt Ryan, who this year we have clearly seen that his arm is declining. Um, his arm strength is no longer there. And he never had, like, the biggest arm. Like, he never had the hu this huge arm. But the, the arm strength was adequate. He could get the ball there. He could do what he needed to do. You know, he could reach every part of the field. Um, but now throwing outside the numbers, every time you see him throw outside the numbers, you kind of like clinch up because you don't, <laughs> you don't know if it's going to be intercepted or if the receiver is actually going to get it. So, um, you know, we, we've been going after these quarterbacks and now we finally be able, we're finally able 
to go get our young guy. We're we're sitting at the sixth overall. Um, we're sitting with the sixth overall draft pick in the 2023 NFL draft. Um, and so, you know, with a chance to even move up even further, we need a little bit of help. Uh, let me let me look at how how these standings look real quick. But we we need a little bit a little bit of help. Um, but for the most part, we're there. Like for the most part, we're there. We need to continue to lose games. We need the Denver Broncos to win some games. We need the Arizona Cardinals to win some games. And um, I'm not really worried. And to, if I'm if I'm being completely honest, right? Like if I'm being 100 percent honest, some of these teams I'm not worried about because I know they're not going quarterback. Like the Arizona Cardinals aren't going quarterback. They have Kyler Murray, even though Kyler Murray is injured now. Um, he tore his ACL. We know they're not going quarterback because once Kyler Murray comes back, he's the starting quarterback. Um, Denver's pick actually goes to the Seattle Seahawks. And as of right now, I don't know the direction that the Seahawks are going. Maybe they run it back with Geno Smith. Maybe because they have two. The Seahawks will have two first round draft picks. Right. So um, maybe they they go defense on the in the first with their first pick, which right now would be the fourth overall pick. And then they go quarterback with the later pick in the first round or, you know, you know, I, you never know what they're going to do right now. Um, we'll we'll probably get more clarity as draft season comes around. We'll get more clarity on how the top five is going to shape out. But as of right now, you know, it's, it's still kind of iffy. Um, Chicago Bears, we know that they're not, they're not going quarterback. Justin Fields is their guy. He's shown major improvement throughout the season, especially since they've started using him correctly and letting him use his legs and everything and getting him out of the pocket and um, being able to make – plays downfield either with his legs or with his arm. The Los Angeles Rams pick, that goes to the Detroit Lions. Now, maybe they go quarterback, but I do believe they're sticking it out with Jared Goff. So maybe they go quarterback. Who knows? But once again, this is another team that's going to have two first-round draft picks. So um, I would love I would love to get above the Los Angeles Rams. Like I said, that pick is going to the Lions, but I would love to get above them and get into that top five because in that top five range, I believe that guarantees us either Bryce Young or C.J. Stroud, whoever the Texans don't go get. Now, C.J. Stroud, there's still some question marks out there on him. Um, I still want to know if he got that dog in him because I'm not sure yet if he has that dog in him. But this playoffs for for C.J. Stroud in Ohio State, I believe this playoff run that they're going to have will show a lot. Maybe it's not a run. I don't know. They played Georgia the first game, so maybe it's not a run. But this playoffs is going to show a lot. It's going to show if he has that heart, if he has that dog in him to uh, – that I believe that I believe Bryce Young has. Like I believe Bryce Young has that dog in him. What we saw from Max uh Duggan, Dugan, um I, I forgive me if I'm saying his last name incorrectly. What we saw from him, um, that TCU uh what was it, the the Big Twelve championship, what we saw from him in that game, that's what we kind of wanted to see from CJ Stroud when they played Michigan. We wanted to see that heart. We wanted to see could you put your team on your back and could you get it done? And Max almost got it done for them. And honestly, I think he actually won that game, but they didn't call the touchdown a touchdown, which I believe should have been a touchdown. Um, but, no, like, that's that's the kind of heart that we wanted to see from C.J. Stroud that we just haven't seen yet. So maybe we see that this playoffs because he gets this – it's like you get a second chance at life, right? <laughs> you get a second chance at life. Um, and let's see if you can go out there and make the most of that opportunity. So I want to see if that, you know, before – Draft season comes around. I want to see if he has that. Now, 
There's a possibility that maybe the Colts don't go quarterback in the first round. Maybe we go quarterback in the second round. Um, and, you know, there's options like AR-15, Anthony Richardson. Um, there's options like uh, Will Levis, which might still be there. I don't know if AR would still be there, too, because Carolina Panthers might go after AR. But there's still options for the second round, third round, Hendon Hooker from Tennessee. Um, there's still some options. Now, I would rather go get Bryce or CJ. I think those are the two clear-cut two best quarterbacks in the NFL draft this year. Um, now, with, with Anthony Richardson, I will say this. Now, Anthony Richardson didn't have an illustrious college career, and that's kind of why that's kind of why I don't want to take him in the first round because it's one of those things where you couldn't even dominate at the level that you were in. Now, he has a high upside. He has tremendous talent. He has a big arm. He's 6'4", probably around 230. He can use his legs. He's just – he's a raw product. And, I mean, we did see him get a little bit better last year as the full-time starter. But that was – he's only been a full-time starter for one year, one season. So we did see him get better this past season. Um, but there's still so much left out there for him to do. Like, he has to fix the accuracy. He has to fix the mechanics. And, that, and that's a lot to ask for someone their first year in the NFL, especially if you're expected to start as soon as you get in there. And I don't know what the Colts, uh, what they're planning to do with the quarterback position as far as, like, do you go get a veteran as a bridge and just let Anthony Richardson, if you pick him, let him, Will Levis, whoever you pick, like, you let them sit maybe a year or two and then you unleash them? Or maybe you let them sit for at least, you know, three quarters of the year and then you unleash them later on in the season. I don't know what the plan is there because, for one, we don't have a head coach. Hopefully, Chris Ballard is out of there on Black Monday, um, and we'll be hiring a new GM and coach, and they'll be making that quarterback decision. But, you know, with AR-15, the thing is you have to bring in the right guy to help mold him and help turn him into that NFL quarterback and get all of that potential out of him. Now, he has a very high ceiling, and I'm not saying he's going to be a bust. I'm not going to say he's going to be this generational, you know, arm talent quarterback or whatever, but... There's a there's always a middle ground as well. Like it's not boom or bust. I don't think it's boom or bust with Anthony Richardson. I think he could be this this really good quarterback, reach his potential. Um and some I think he could be like maybe a middle of a pack quarterback. Um so there's three levels to it, right? So who knows? You know, who knows what happens. Um I'm just hoping we get our quarterback in this draft. That's all I'm that's all I'm hoping for. And if we don't take a quarterback in the first round, then I'm cool with going Anthony Richardson or Will Levis in the second. Um, I think both of them are raw products. I think they still have a lot to, a lot to develop um, to be those NFL, NFL caliber quarterbacks and help us win some games. I think they can. It's just a matter of how much do you want it. Um, but you know, let's 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 talk a little bit more about these Colts, man. Like I said, it's been a rough season. I got into you know I got in my, my draft bag a little bit because I want a quarterback. So you know I got into you know and I've been real nasty out here. Been real nasty. We was up 33 on the Vikings. And the whole time I was pissed off. Like, what are we doing? What are we doing, man? We don't we don't need to win this game. What are we doing? And it's it's I was conflicted, right? Because while I was happy we were doing some good things, it was like, why did it take so long? And then at the same time, it was like, but why are we doing this now? Like we're we're in prime position to get our quarterback, and now y'all want to go out here and try to win a game. Like we know we need to lose this. Um, and then came the second half, and you know it made me very happy in the second half that 
we just let them come back. They they came back and they they beat us thirty nine to thirty six. Um, but the thing is, is that people people will say it was the defense's fault that we let the Vikings come back, and I just can't I can't put that on the defense, man. Um, when your special teams scores you, I want to say somewhere around 24, 25 points, your defense scores a touchdown and your offense only scores one touchdown and your offense constantly started either on the 42 yard line or in, you know, in the Vikings territory constantly, constantly. And then in the second half, it was just punt, punt, fumble, punt, 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 like, like. There was a field goal. There's a field goal somewhere in there. But, like, the second half, your offense couldn't sustain drives, and your defense was back on the field more than they were in the first half. In the first half, the offense controlled the, the time of possession. It was, like, 18 minutes to, like, 10 minutes in time of possession in the first half. So the time of possession was way, way better in the first half of that game versus the second half where the Colts had it for, like, 14 minutes and then – um and then the Vikings also had it for like 14 minutes. And I, I understand, you know, 18 minutes, 14 minutes, that's not a big difference, right? It's for, it's about four or five minutes time difference because I can't – it was like – it was really around like 19 minutes that in the first half. But anyway, like it's like a four or five-minute time difference, right? And it may not seem like that 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 much time, but in football, that's a lot of time, man. That's a, that's a lot of time. And, and to be exact, okay, so – we had, in the first quarter, we possessed the ball for 10 minutes and 28 seconds. 10 minutes and 28 seconds. That only left about four and a half minutes, because it's 15-minute quarters. That only left four and a half minutes for the Vikings to have the ball. In the second quarter, we had the ball for eight minutes and 34 seconds. That means in the, se- and that means in the second quarter as well, Vikings only had the ball for six minutes and 26 seconds. So, so when you look at the time of possession, you look at the Colts, okay, they had the ball for 19 minutes in the first, in the first half versus, <laughs> versus the Vikings having the ball for only maybe like 11 minutes in the first half. And then you go into the second half and you see, okay, the Colts only had the ball for 14 minutes and, and 26 seconds in the second half versus the Vikings having the ball for 15 minutes in the second half. Like that that that's what I'm saying. Like the time of possession was very drastic. You know, it was very drastic in the second half. And when you're when your offense can't sustain drives, that's gonna hurt your defense. It's gonna hurt your defense. The defense played amazing in the first half. They played amazing in the first half. Not so much in the second half. And I mean some of that was um, you know, one of their drives got that got kept alive because of a penalty. Um, that, you know, it was taunting or, you know, unsportsmanlike conduct or whatever. But this is what I'm saying. When your offense goes out there, this is the sec- this is the second half possessions for the offense. Four plays, 14 yards, punt. Six plays, 26 yards, field goal. Because guess what? They started on the they started on, <laughs> on the 48 yard line or on the 40 yard line because Dallas Flowers had a 48 yard return. So like <laughs> when you're starting with great field position, you need to put up points. All right. So then the next drive, three plays, three yards, punt. Four plays, 15 yards, punt. Three plays, two yards, punt. Four, four plays, 14 yards, fumble. Five plays, 20 yards, turnover on downs. Three plays, four, four yards, punt. One play, minus one yard. That was the end of the half. That was the end of the, the second half. So when you go out there and your offense punts, what, one, two, three, 
four, five has a turnover on down. So that I mean that's a it's not a punt, but you know when you when you give them the ball back six times without scoring any points, what do you think your defense is going to do? So to blame that on the defense is crazy when the defense scored as many as many touchdowns as the offense. The defense scored as many touchdowns as the offense. Special teams. Uh, what was it? A block punt return for a touchdown. Defense had an interception for a touchdown. Um, then also on special teams, our kicker, he kicked five field goals, three extra points. Was that 15, 18 points just on kicking alone? Then you have the six points from you have the six point. That's twenty four points from your from your special teams. Twenty four points from your special teams, and your offense could only muster up six points. Yeah, bro. Like, I you can miss me. You can miss me with blaming the defense. You can miss me with blaming the defense on that game. Um, and once again, like I said, I'm not mad at it. I'm cool. Like I'm cool with it because it gives us our draft position. But when you look, when you look at this, all right, the Colts scored one offensive touchdown all game. They scored just three points in the second half. They managed one touchdown in four red zone trips. Um, they converted just thirty two percent of their third downs, and they only averaged four point three yards per play. That was the Colts' offense that game. And mind you, this is this offense has been pedestrian the whole season. Um, we only averaged two hundred fourteen point four yards. Passing, well, my bad, 214 passing yards a game. That's about 19th in the league. Um, where are we ranking in interceptions? Because, like, <laughs> we're, <laughs> like, this team has been, this team has been bad, right? Uh, we're third in interceptions with 14 on the season. Um, the A dot, the passing A dot average depth per target is 6.5 yards. And part of that is skewed just because, actually, no, I think that's Matt Ryan. So, Sam Ellinger, I think, was averaging more. Yeah, he was averaging about 7.4. Um, not saying that he's the one that needs to start. I'm just saying he was able to push the ball downfield more. Um, we've only taken, what, 20, 20 throws downfield past 20 yards. We've only thrown the ball downfield, you know, 20-plus 20, 20 yards about 20 times this year um, with, with Matt Ryan. So this is part of where I say, like, you can tell the arm strength is, 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 is gone. Father time has caught, has caught up. So it, to me, it's time. It's time to pack it in and go. Um, you know, our sack percentage is eight point seven. <laughs> that's that's crazy. Uh, our quarterbacks have been sacked forty nine times for three hundred and fifty nine yards. That that's just ridiculous. Um, and I mean, we we just turn the ball over way more than we take it away. When you look when you look at the turnover margin, um, I'm bringing up the stats right now. But when you look at the turnover margin, it's it's not good for us. Um, we've just, like I said, man, our, our team has been lackluster to me. It starts with the offense. Our offense has been terrible all season. Our defense has been, has been playing, has been playing their, their hearts out. Like they've been playing their hearts out, man. We're minus 12 in turnover differential. We have 15 takeaways and we've given the ball away 27 total times. Um, just last year, just last year, we, our turnover differential was plus 14 last year. We took the ball away 33 times and we only gave it away 19. It, it's, it's crazy how much a year, uh, how much a year difference makes, man. Like, yes, Shaq Leonard was injured all year, but, uh, you know, you still got to go out there and do some things. And I, I'm not taking anything away from Zaire Franklin, Bobby Okereke, um, Grover Stewart, DeForest Buckner, Quiddy Pay, Yannick, uh, Stefan Gilmore has been playing amazing. 
I'm not taking away anything from those guys. Nothing. Rodney Thomas, uh, a rookie that was drafted in like the seventh round or something like that, has been a pivotal part of our defense and on the back end. So you know, I don't I don't want to take anything away from any of these guys because on defense they've been they've been playing amazing, man. Um, they they've been playing amazing. So I don't I don't want to take anything away from them. Um, but you know what? Before we before we get any more into any of this, I'm gonna take a quick little break because I just been kind of ranting. But I'm gonna take a quick little break, and when we come back, we're gonna we're gonna get into some more of this and and talk a little bit more football um, and and keep things going. Life. One of these lives, I'ma make these right with the wrongs I done. That's one of you not with the father, son, till then I fight. Rain on me, put the blame on me. Got guilt, got hurt, got shame on me. Got six magazines that's aimed at me. Done every magazine was fame to me. It's a game Stop, to me. Man. The bedroom at sleep, I ain't never had a fast with that. What's fair when the hearts and the words don't reach? What's fair when the money don't take things back? It's rare when somebody take your dreams back. I care too much, wanna share too much in my head too much. I shut down too, I ain't there too much. I'm a complex soul, they layer me up, then broke me down. Immorality's dust, I lack trust this time around i trust myself please everybody else but myself all else fails i was myself out done fear out done myself this year you better one yourself mass on the babies mass on the hot wear mass in the neighborhood stores you shop but a mask won't hide who you are inside look around the realities carved in lies wipe my ego dodge my pride look myself in the mirror amityville ain't seen nothing scarier i fought like a pit bull terrier blood i share could fill up aquariums tell all my angels carry them Every emotion been deprived Even my strong points couldn't survive If I didn't learn to love myself Forgive myself a hundred times Dog I love when you count me out I love when you count me out I love when you count me I love when you count me out I love when you count me out I love when you count me All right, so we're back from that quick little break. Um, hope you all enjoyed that music break, by the way. Um, but we're we're back from that quick little break, and you know, let's let's keep this conversation going, man. Um, so yeah, and I don't want to just stick on the Colts. I don't just want to stick on the Colts because I do want to talk about the Eagles. Um, I want to talk about there's a, there's some other things I want to talk about too. Uh, but one of the things I, I wrote an article um, this week about. You know, Matt Ryan being replaced by Nick Foles. Nick Foles better not go out there and win no games. To me, I feel like this is more of a um, this is more of a caution type thing because the thing with Matt Ryan's contract next year, uh, he's guaranteed twelve million dollars in base salary. That's fully guaranteed. Now he has a roster bonus of I believe like seven point two million dollars, or maybe it's the ten million dollars. Either way, he has a roster bonus that if he gets injured, that becomes fully guaranteed as well. Um, and so I think is I think it's like seven million, seven point two million if he gets injured, that's fully guaranteed, and then ten million of roster bonus if he gets injured is fully guaranteed. So if he gets injured and he can't pass his physical on the third day of March or by the third day of March, then we are guaranteed on the hook for Matt Ryan 
a total of $29 million. $17.2 million becomes fully guaranteed because of injury. That includes, and then that goes along with the $12 million. That's $29 million that we would have to pay Matt Ryan if he gets injured and can't pass a physical by March 3rd. So to me, rather than what Jeff Saturday says, and that's a whole nother issue for a whole nother day, but rather than what Jeff Saturday said of uh, he gives us the best chance to win, which I don't buy that at all because um, Nick Foles ain't moving the needle for nobody. Um, but <laughs> I think it's more of a contractual thing than a he gives us the best opportunity to win because really there's no point of us trying to win. And a matter of fact, tonight the Jacksonville Jaguars take on the New York Jets. And for the second year in a row, the Jaguars can end the Colts' playoff hopes if they win tonight, which I, I, I'm thinking Jaguars will beat the New York Jets tonight. Um, so I'm not even worried about that. But, yeah, so I, 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 I'm not mad at the move to start Nick Foles because I've been saying that they need to bench Matt Ryan before he gets injured and before we're on the hook for $29 million. That's not something that we need to be on the hook for. Uh, we need to make sure that, you know, we can get from underneath that contract once the season is over, um, whether Matt Ryan decides to retire, which I think he should because I believe that it's time. It is, it's time. Or we just decide to move on from Matt Ryan and, um, you know, go on with our future. But let's – man. <laughs> oh, man. But, no, I wrote an article about uh, – about the 2022 season and Nick Foles, you know, you know, starting now. Um, and then I also wrote a, a article about uh, it's time to move on from Matt Ryan. So go check those out on Stadium Rant. Um, click on NFL, AFC South, Indianapolis Colts, and you should see both of those articles on the, on the page. Um, so be sure to go check those out. I will also add the links in the description for those as well. But moving on, moving on, let's, let's talk about some more football. Um, Man, I I never thought that I would see the Eagles at what thirteen and one. I believe that's what they are right now, thirteen and one. Um, and they and now Jalen Hurts, he probably won't be playing this weekend against the Dallas Cowboys um, because of a shoulder injury that he suffered against the Bears, which is crazy because the fact that you had a, a shoulder sprain and not only did you continue playing the game, you rushed for I believe it was like three touchdowns in the second half. Um, and then you also threw a, after, like, after the, apparently after the injury, you threw a 68 yard bomb to, uh, to AJ Brown. Um, so, you know, that right there in itself is just crazy, but the progression that Justin Fields or not Justin Fields, God dang, Jalen Hurts has made this year from last year is, is crazy. Um, he, he's what he's 10th in passing yards, 11th in, in passing touchdowns. And he only has thrown five interceptions. He has 3,472 3, yards passing, 22 touchdowns, five interceptions. And on the ground, he's just – he's been doing his thing, you know, rushing the ball as well. I joke around and I call him, you know, a combo back, um, call him a fullback, say he's Ronnie Brown with a little arm. It's, it's all jokes, you know. It's all jokes because – I wanted to see I, – I've truly wanted to see Jalen Hurts progress. I wanted to see him do good. And not only has he progressed, but it, it helps when your organization believes in you and they surround you with weapons. They went and got A.J. Brown. They got Devonta Smith last year in the draft. Um, they still have Miles Sanders. They built that offensive line. That offensive line is is amazing. 
Um, and it, like I said, what a difference a year and shit a year and a half makes really because with Carson Wentz, that offensive line looked terrible. But they they added to that offensive line. They they gave him some weapons. AJ Brown, Devonta Smith, Miles Sanders, uh, Dallas Goddard. They went and got him some weapons. And by the way, he has 747 rushing yards and 13 touchdowns. This season for him is really reminiscent to uh, to Lamar Jackson's MVP season. And now I will say this: <laughs> Jalen Hurts is in the conversation for MVP along with Patrick Mahomes. But when you go look at Lamar Jackson's MVP season, I believe that was uh, the 2019 season. He threw for 3,127 yards, 36 touchdowns. Um, how many interceptions did he have? Six interceptions. And when you look at his rushing yards, he had 1,206 rushing yards um, and seven total touchdowns. Jalen Hurts doesn't have all the rushing yards, but he has the touchdowns. Um, he has He's right there in line with the touchdowns. Uh, he's probably a few few away, and maybe you know the last two games. Maybe he doesn't surpass Lamar Jackson in, in touchdowns and rushing yards, just because with the shoulder injury and then them preparing for the playoffs. They're thirteen and one. That I mean, they're locked in to go to the playoffs. And if they beat Dallas on Saturday, then they're locked in for the division. They they really just have to win at least I think one of these last three games. So Gardner Minshew does give them the ability to win one of these last three games if he's the starter because they play the Cowboys, the Saints, and the Giants. I believe they beat the Saints. Um, I, I actually think the Cowboys will beat them this weekend. Um, I think they'll just be ready for this game, especially after the last two games have went when they, they lost to the, to the Jacksonville Jaguars and they damn near almost lost to the Houston Texans. The AFC South has played the Dallas, <laughs> the Dallas Cowboys tough this season. And I understand people may look at that Colts game and like, oh, well, it was 54 to 19. Y'all got to remember, it was 21 to 19 going into the fourth quarter before Matt Ryan just decided, here you go. You can have the ball. Decided to give them early Christmas presents. Um, but, yeah, so, like, <laughs> I don't know, man. I think Dallas can beat them. Um, it is in Dallas, and Gardner misuse the starter. I think Dallas can go out there and get the job done. And, and win that game. And not to mention the Eagles defense, man. The Eagles defense has been crazy this year, too. Um, I don't know. This year has had a lot of parity. We see the Jacksonville Jaguars might win the AFC South because the Tennessee Titans keep losing games. And now Malik Willis looks like he's going to be the one starting for the rest of the season for the Tennessee Titans. Um, but the Jacksonville Jaguars, they're in line to win the AFC South. They're 6-8. and eight, And nobody saw this coming. Besides maybe Jacksonville Jaguars fans. But the Jaguars are six and eight. They play the Jets this weekend or tonight. They play the Texans next week and then they play the Titans the week after. And then um, you know, the rest is history. Maybe they make the playoffs, they win the division. And then you also have to look at the Detroit Lions. The Detroit Lions are in this conversation as well. After being like one in six, <laughs> I think they started the season one and six or something like that. They are now seven and seven. They have won six of their last seven games. It's crazy. And, I mean, I did pick. I said the Detroit Lions would make the playoffs this year. I said the Detroit Lions would make the playoffs this year. And I said, I said, uh, what's his name? What's the head coach's name? I can't. Dan Campbell. Dan Campbell will have them in line to make the playoffs this season. And it's looking like that may be, that may be a real thing. They play the Panthers this weekend the Bears next week, and then they play the Packers. This may be a real thing, a real opportunity for the Detroit Lions. 
I think they may finish. They can finish. Well, of course, ten and seven or nine and eight. I think that's where they're at right now. I don't see them dropping two of these last games. I can see them dropping at least one, maybe to the Packers in Green Bay, but I can't see them t- uh, dropping two of these last three. I think they finish ten and seven or nine and eight, and and they find their way into the playoffs. Is it's just like I said, this this season has had a lot of parity this year. Um, and it's, it's been amazing for the league. It's been amazing from a fan standpoint as well. Even though the Colts aren't doing good, I can still find solace in seeing that this football season has been amazing for the most part. Um, and, I mean, I hate to say this about the Cowboys, but they, they're doing exactly what they do every year, man. Like, they look really good to start the year. And then down the stretch, it kind of looks like they're just forgetting how to play ball. Um and even when they lost to the to the to the Jaguars, it wasn't I'm not putting that on Dak. I'm putting that on his receiver Noah Brown. Dak threw a really good ball to Noah Brown and Noah just didn't catch it and actually popped it up and that's how the Jaguars walked it off. Um then you also had the New York Giants who I besides me, like I, I've said the Giants would make the playoffs too, and they're sitting at eight and five, and I think they're sitting at like the sixth seed um in the playoffs. Then you have the Commanders at seven and six. The NFC East, the, the division that everybody called the NFC, the NFC least, may get four teams in this year. Four teams. The Minnesota Vikings and the NFC North, they, they're going to win the division. Tampa Bay Buccaneers, nobody saw this happening, but they're six and eight and still may win the, a, the NFC South. So this is what I'm saying. Like, the parody has been crazy. San Francisco 49ers, 10-4. Like I said, that defense is crazy. I told y'all back in August that the Seattle Seahawks were closer to their rebuild than a lot of people gave them credit for. They're 7-7. Seven and seven. And besides maybe one person, nobody saw the, the Los Angeles Rams falling off the way they did. 4-10 and 10 and not even making the playoffs after winning the Super Bowl last year. Crazy. Buffalo Bills, 11-3. They may get two teams in in the AFC East. Buffalo Bills and Miami Dolphins. AFC North may be able to get two teams in between the Cincinnati Bengals and the Baltimore Ravens. Um, the South, they're only going to get one team. And the AFC West, man, they may only get one te- or two teams in. Um, and that's after, you know, everything has happened and everybody's like, oh, the a- myself included, the AFC West may be able to get four teams in. But I told y'all, I've told y'all multiple times about that boy Russell Wilson. And he has his Denver Broncos at 4-10. and 10. I told y'all multiple times, like, I ain't sit here and watch this man for the past six years up here in Seattle. The Las Vegas Raiders. Nobody would have thought with Devontae Adams going to the Raiders that they would be 6-8. and eight. You would have thought that him and Carr back together, they could make some magic. And now Adams has had a really good year, but that defense has been terrible. Uh, Josh McDaniels has been terrible. And uh, Derek Carr has been without most of his weapons for the for majority of the season. He's been out there with Devontae Adams and the Pips. You know, Darren Waller's been hurt damn near the whole season. Hunter Renfro's been hurt damn near the whole season. Um, I think Darren Waller came back last week, but he's been hurt the majority of the season. And it's just, like I said, it's just been Devontae Adams and the Pips. That's all. And, I mean, Josh Jacobs. Josh Jacobs has is having a career year. So, you know, hats off to him, too. I believe he's still leading the league in rushing this year. He has 1,495 yards. Um, Derrick Henry is a close second. And then you got Nick Chubb at close third. Saquon Barkley has returned back to his form with 1,100 yards. And then you got Miles Sanders. 
Miles Sanders finally getting utilized as an RB1 has amassed a thousand yards. I don't know if this is his first time. Yep, it's his first time in his career that he's had a thousand yards while and he's averaging 5.2 yards per carry and has 11 touchdowns. So he's at career highs this year for for Miles Sanders. Well, maybe not yards per average, but as far as carries, yards and touchdowns, he's a, he's having a career year with zero fumbles. Mind you, zero fumbles. So this this year has been good, man. This year has been really good in the NFL. I just can't wait for my Colts to be back in contention because uh, it's it's while it's been good, it's been a very sad year for the Indianapolis Colts. Um, so I can't wait till we're back into contention, man. I just I just can't wait. I really can't. Um, but man, you know I feel like I, I've said a lot, but maybe not even said enough. But oh, you know what? I didn't touch on everything. I didn't. See, I got some more stuff for you. So. Like I said, the Colts will be hiring a new head coach this offseason, and prayerfully, it will not be Jeff Saturday. Um, but there are some coaches that, you know, I wouldn't mind seeing, you know, with that Colts polo on or the Colts, you know, little jacket on or whatever, Colts hoodie on. There's a couple coaches I wouldn't mind seeing. Um, that's the off, and, and, and here, go a, here, here goes a few of them. Um, one is the offensive coordinator from the Detroit Lions, Ben Johnson. Um, we saw once the Detroit Lions made the switch from uh, Anthony Lynn to Ben Johnson, how the the total yards, points per game, and all of that stuff have gone up for them. Rushing yards have gone up. Everything has gone up for the Detroit Lions since Ben Johnson's taken over. So right now the Lions are seventh in total yards per game. They're eighth in passing yards per game, tenth in rushing yards per game, and sixth in points per game. So by all counts, they have a – a top 10 offense this year. Um, so Ben Johnson has done a great job at getting that team ready to perform um, every every Sunday. He's, he's done a great job. Uh, I, I, some people have thrown out the name Kellen Moore. I don't want to see Kellen Moore in a Colts hoodie at all. Um, I've seen what he's done in Dallas, and I'm, I'm just not impressed. I, I've seen some of his play calling in Dallas, and I, I just can't, I can't get behind him being our next head coach. Uh, Mike Kafka has done a pretty good job with the New York Giants. Shane Waldron with the Seattle Seahawks has done a really good job. Ken Dorsey with the Buffalo Bills. Um, I, those are some offensive coordinators I would love to see as a Colts head coach. Um, D'Amico Ryans, when we're looking at defense, D'Amico Ryans with the 49ers defense, what he's been able to do for them, for, for that defense, has been amazing. Not only him, but uh, I, I, I might butcher his name. Um, Ajiro Averro, the Denver Broncos defensive coordinator. They're only allowing 17 points per game. They have the, they given up the second fewest passing yards per game. Like this defense has been amazing under him um, since he's been with the Denver Broncos as a defensive coordinator. So D'Amico Ryan's uh, Averro. Then you have uh, Jim Harbaugh. Man, I, I wouldn't mind seeing Jim Harbaugh in you know. I don't know if he – I don't think he's going to leave Michigan, but, you know, weirder things have happened. Coaches say a lot of things, and then, you know, things don't go as they say. Um, but I would love to see Jim Harbaugh pick our next quarterback and develop our next quarterback um, in Indianapolis. And, you know, I, I wouldn't mind a reunion with Jim Caldwell. I've told you all before I believe we did Jim Caldwell wrong. Um, when he took over, you know, the Colts were really good. Then the injury happened with Peyton Manning. 
And instead of giving him the chance to develop Andrew Luck, after going, what was it, 2-14, two and, two and 14, they, cut, they fired him. They let him go. He was a really good head coach for the Colts. He was good. And then they just said, you got to go. And I, I just don't, I don't understand, you know, I don't understand the reasoning behind that because I don't think it was warranted for him to be fired. Like, you just lost your franchise quarterback. Why would you, like, why would you let him go? As the Colts head coach, right, before that 2-14 and 14 year, he was 24-8. and 24-8. and 14-2 his first year, 10-6 his second year, and then you lose your franchise quarterback. And mind you, we were AFC champions his first season, 14-2. We went to the Super Bowl his first season, 10-6 the next year, 2-14 and 14 the, the 2011 year. And that's when they fired him after that season because your franchise quarterback was hurt. And then they didn't even give him a chance to draft and develop the next franchise guy. They just said, no, you got to go. Then he went on to have a winning season with Detroit, 11-5. and five. And mind you, after he got fired from the Colts, he was hired by the Baltimore Ravens and won a Super Bowl with them. Not as, not as their, their, their head coach or anything, but he, I think it was like passing game coordinator or something, something he did with them to, to, help that, to help that offense. And they won a Super Bowl. Then he went to Detroit, had 11-5 and five season in Detroit, 7-9, and 9-7, and 9-7. 62-50 overall as a head coach. Give that man another shot. He deserves another shot. He hasn't had a job since 2000. Well, he hasn't been a head coach since 2017. He deserves another opportunity. There, there's no reason he shouldn't be coaching in the NFL as a head coach. And there was no reason for the Colts to let him go. So I would love to see him get another, another opportunity in Indy. Um, even if he doesn't, just somewhere else, I would love to see him get another opportunity. But, you know... That's all I have for you all today. Um, so we're going to go ahead and close out the show. Uh, I hope you all enjoyed the episode. hope you all um, are ready for some more, you know, some more content coming out. Because I, I definitely am going to try to push some more content, content out, especially because the cold season is pretty much over. So um, while I'll still be doing some things with in, with the in the Intercept, um, it won't be as much as, you know, as active as I was before. But, um, I mean, I'm still going to record with them and everything. But, you know, it's just going to be probably maybe more stuff towards draft season rather than during the playoffs and stuff like that. Um, but we, we do – I also do have a show with uh, Stadium Rant that I produce, that I help produce. Um, it's called Necessary Roughness. Be sure to check that out as well. Uh, we, it's pretty much like uh, – what is it? Like NFL Today – things like that, talk about everything that happened the, the week before or the week, that week in football, um, the games, injuries, uh, <laughs> changes, different things. So be sure to tap in on that. That is on YouTube. T- uh, look, at, look up Stadium Rant's YouTube page, and you should be able to find the Necessary Roughness uh, episodes on there as well. But, yeah, so before I log off, Hope you all have happy holidays, man. Enjoy your family, your friends, whoever you're going to be with for the holidays. Uh, Hope you all get some good food, some good presents. (laughs) You know, enjoy your kids if you have kids. Uh, But, you know, just have a good time. You know, drink some for me. I I definitely will be drinking, but, you know, drink a little bit for me uh, still. (laughs) But, uh, nah, happy holidays to you all. 
And I we'll be back in the new year, man. We'll be back in the new year for sure. Peace.